0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Doctor Who Flashcast here on the Incomparables TV Podcast. I'm Jason Snell. We're going to talk about Knock Knock, Season Ten, Episode Four of Doctor Who. I am joined by a, a fellow West Coaster. We're recording this a little later than I usually do this, and as a result, I got somebody from uh, the Los Angeles bureau. It's Joe Rosensteel. Hi, Joe. Hello. Well, knock knock. <laughs> Who's there? A Doctor Who episode. Uh,
1: Doctor Who episode. Who?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I that I yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so new new writer for this episode. It's the guy who did Doctor Foster, which I've also not seen, but I keep seeing him his face in my Netflix. I think, or or is it no? It's it's a her, Doctor Her Foster, her well, who am I thinking of? Who's the doctor that I'm thinking of that I always see on Netflix and I say, I don't want to watch that. It looks like he's some sort of British doctor. Anyway, Mike Bartlett is the name. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, he wrote Dr. Foster. He is a British playwright and he's never written Doctor Who before and this was his first episode. I'm oh. Now I'm wondering who that, who that doctor is that I keep seeing on Netflix. Oh, well, it'll, it'll, I'm sure it was some heartwarming story about a. British small town doctor or something that they think that I would really like. Uh, yeah. So knock, knock. It's a, it's a, it's a horror. It's Dr. Who horror movie is what it is. Yeah. Um,
1: it feels, uh, like a little bit of some recycled elements of like the lodger. And then that one where Matt Smith and Clara were stuck in the haunted mansion. Um, Oh yeah.
0: Right. Right. I forgot the name of that one. Yeah. That's true. I, I, and there's some, there's some, I'd say there's a little bit of, uh, uh, uh the empty child in here mm-hmm. too, a little bit with the whole, uh, father or, you know, parent or, or yeah, not father, mother, son dynamic, the parent dynamic reminded me of that as well as the, everybody lives ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Let's just put our cards on the table here. If you are somebody who often checks in to the TV Flashcast to hear us talk about how much we liked the Doctor Who episode so that you can feel good about also liking the Doctor Who episode, this might not be the episode for you. You may want to steer clear because I got to be honest, didn't work for me. And, I, and it's funny because I saw a bunch of people in my timeline and I saw some people on Slack who were like, hey, it was a good episode. And I watched it and I was like, ah, uh, no, Mm-mm. Didn't, didn't do it for me. I didn't hate it, but I was just disappointed by it. It, it sort of just was there for me. And I, I, There's some things I liked that were in it. But the horror thing, for me, the horror thing seemed uh, kind of rote like it's i mean they did say it was a scooby-doo house at some point which i appreciate but at the same time it was totally a scooby-doo house and i don't and 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 i don't know how for me also let's see the the um the abruptness of the episode actually bothered me a lot i i was bothered by a lot of the pacing that they that they make great leaps that seems to be just because they don't want to be bothered and so, like, them finding the house and immediately agreeing and nobody really saying anything. And then they immediately move in and the one guy, like, dies almost immediately. And it all just happens so quickly. And I, I, I guess they're just trying to get to the good part. But it. I felt like the foreboding of, like, why would they be there? and Why would they take this? And it, like, the guy's literally waiting outside the real estate agent to say, do you need a house? Yeah. <laughs> It was broad. I, I, I
1: really didn't like uh the beginning part of this. It was it was so incredibly rushed. Uh it was a bunch yeah. of people who all are going to be roommates now and they're supposedly at the same college, but Bill doesn't really know them, but she's happy to get her own place. And the compression of trying to get from there to them having the house is a bit much. Um, especially when I feel like the season has been uh very good at character and pacing for developing relationships between bill and the doctor yeah Uh, and then all of a sudden it's like here's bill's random roommate collection they're gonna go find a house they got it all right now the guy's dead
0: (laughs) i I was a little bit i was i was confused by that as well like i kind of wanted these to be friends of bills because otherwise like if they're not what what's the relationship here? If they're truly random, then they don't need to stick together. They could find a pl- a, cu- a couple of places for three people to live, or some you know place for four people to live. They could they could remix it in a bunch of ways. But it, it's like they got stuck together. But yet I didn't sense any connective tissue from any of the characters, which also seemed weird. Like, I feel like it would be more upsetting if they were friends and had been friends for a year and this was their thing that they were going to do. I also felt like that it might have been interesting if Bill felt like a real outsider that they were tighter and she was coming in and feeling like an outsider, since she's, especially since she's only only now a student, right? She's kind of a, a been adopted by the, the doctor. But instead, it's this sort of random assortment of characters who she doesn't you know care about except as human beings not but not as like friends of hers when they when they get eaten by wood space bugs and yeah, it just, abrupt is exactly the word for it. It happens so quickly and I kind of don't care. And, and the, the, I mean, if you're going to have a haunted house story where where it's like literally, it, he might as well have said, if you stay in it the whole night and survive, it will be yours, right? It was just horror, jokey, Scooby-Doo, like horror tropes. If you're going to do that, then like do it. But instead it happened so fast where he's like, yeah, I got a place. Were you looking for a place? Here it is. It's great. Great. We'll move in. Okay, can I, I, I? Plus, a Ghostbusters. I, I feel like almost a Ghostbusters reference. It's like, let's sleep in it tonight. <laughs> like, all right, oh, yeah. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I was looking for there, but the, it was it was uh, it was really abrupt. So to the point where I mean, my notes basically read "dead guy" is <laughs> the first thing. It's like six students share "dead guy" because it happened so quickly before the opening credits. Essentially. Yep. And because I wanted to get to the, to the, the screaming guy and it's anyway, yeah, it didn't, it, it, it didn't work for me. And that's tough. Cause then I'm, I'm wrong footed going into the whole episode. Um,
1: yeah. And there didn't seem to be any particular reason Bill needed um, to be doing this like any rush on her part uh, you know, right why now out. yeah
0: why, why but, now does she leave her her foster mother's house and go to this place other than that they have an episode that they want to do about this it's it seemed weird
1: yeah it really felt like exactly that just like we we want to have this haunted house episode but uh we have no reason why anything <laughs> right. would be in it <laughs>
0: I mean, it could yeah. be a friend of hers. It could be yeah. Um there is at the very beginning after the opening credits, there there is I like the he's helping her move thing, and they talk about him being a time lord, which is funny, and she says, What do you have like big hats? And he says, Big collars, actually. <laughs> that that made me laugh. And there's a good in terms of like season long uh foreshadowing, um she asks if he's slept if he sleeps. And he says, you know, when I need to, after I've regenerated or or had a big lunch and she asks what a red generation is. And he gives, he gives the camera basically a very meaningful look and then changes the subject. And like, we all know that he's going. So I thought that was a nice moment of like, I'm I don't even want to, I know something. Maybe there's something going on. I liked, I liked that. So that was, that was a, that was a fun thing. I think I would put that. There's not as much in this episode as the other three, but I would put that in the box of one of the things I've really liked this season is their dialogue. Like her questioning his premise <laughs> and th- them going doing back and forth and when they get there and he's acting she keeps calling him her grandfather and all of that and he's trying to stick around and and solve a mystery instead of being sent packing i enjoyed how frustrated she gets and their back and forth there that that i all like i i you know that's that's my favorite thing of the season is just the two of them talking frankly
1: yeah uh I did not care as much for the okay, you can leave now, okay, you can leave now, okay, you can leave yeah. now over and over and over again. yeah um i that part uh wore a little, especially because
0: uh it went I, on I, I, a bit. Yeah. I did like him being making the clanking noises and being discovered, although it was obvious it was going to be him i did I did at least like that as a kind of jokey reveal, um and then he lists all the things that are wrong with the house that's you know but but you're right they they did the same you can leave now. Several times. Yeah. I do like
1: the doctor's suspicion of the house, though, Um, uh, which Bill unfortunately dismisses. But uh, I I enjoy his uh, quizzical nature um, and suspicion uh, that, that comes to play uh whenever he he comes across these things which we know are entirely the mystery of the episode um like uh he, he tests the wind there's no wind the trees are just creaking he goes inside you know checks all the plugs uh, asks the guy about who the prime minister is um yeah. you know he's 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 on he's
0: on it yeah I, what i what i like two things about the doctor um i like those stories where where something is really weird, and he knows it, and I also like it when everything is really normal, but he insists that it's weird, and that that if you don't know for sure, in this case, we really know. But but either way, I like it where he's like, no, 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 everything I'm in must be <laughs> a, a a an adventure story. So there must be something wrong here. But in this case, there absolutely is. um He when he asks who who the prime minister is. Um, which the guy by all rights based on what we know at the end could, could have probably should have answered that. Uh, but yeah. uh, he, he lists a bunch of them, including Harriet Jones, which just made me laugh because that's a just a, <laughs> just a, just a recall out, just a call out to Harriet Jones. Remember her? She was around once. Um, I would, I wanted to say also for people who are doing the um, tinfoil hat uh, season long story arc stuff, as I am that after having his um, granddaughter from the first doctor's granddaughter uh, picture on his desk, in his study in the first episode, and we are shown it meaningfully in a couple of long shots along with River. Um, in this one, she starts calling him grandfather. Bill starts calling him grandfather. And I I have to think that this is a, a another purposeful callback to the first doctor because for something that we're going to get later, because, you know, it's, it's, a, it can't be just, chance that they're making these homages to susan so now I, i'm wondering if that we are being set up for something about about susan this season that's a character who other than that 20th anniversary special basically you know she was doctor's granddaughter and she said goodbye because she was the first companion to say goodbye and never seen again um maybe there's something there but that as a again tinfoil hat territory but again to have bill actually be calling him grandfather just like susan did i think there's got to be something there there's a long game happening
1: well also the the line he's the the landlord says to the doctor like wouldn't you you know do something to save your your mother or something yeah Uh, meaningful (laughs) meaningful looks Yeah.
0: Mm, yeah family importance of family Mm -hmm. um yeah i think that i think that's all going on in the background here uh i liked oh um i did like the line from bill um this is the bit where you're not in (laughs) that i really liked like you know the life that where we do our adventures this is not that part this is the part where you're not around i thought that made me laugh because she's because i like it on the meta level of like this is not a doctor who episode get out I mean, it is a Doctor Who episode, but I like that that she that she says that. Um, but then his his smart rejoinder when he, when he says you should check your yeah I'll go but you should check on your friend. She says you know he he just does that and he says nobody just does anything. It's like yeah. I don't know what that means, but it's vaguely threatening and kind of brilliant, and I I enjoyed that too. So that's good again good Doctor Bill interaction where she's trying to say it's okay and he's like got all the answers because. He always has all the answers. Um, Which leads us to our next uh, murder by house, Uh. which is uh, they go upstairs. Uh, A funny interaction where, so Paul, I think, is the guy and he's been trying to pick up on Bill, which like number one. I think it's kind of gross that like oh we're six random people who've been put together as students. Um, you're, she's going to be one of your roommates. Yeah, start hitting on her immediately. That's a great yeah. idea. This for is, a, this is not a real world London. Uh, um, yeah, uh, and then and the in the second time he does it as they're as they're upstairs, she says you're not really my type. I you know I prefer girls and his response is oh thank goodness it's not basically you're not rejecting me then you just don't like boys which i'm like i don't i don't think i like this entire conversation that these two people are having now i don't think that absolves him of kind of being gross and and hitting on his brand new roommate that he's found and i think that you know are, are we supposed to cheer that i mean i think it's a weird reaction from him but it's like i, I don't know that that oh it's a relief it's not that you're rejecting me. It's just that you don't like boys. I'm like, good for you, buddy. Yay for you.
1: That's Yeah, it was, a little, um, I, I agree. And especially to have that conversation in front of the other roommate who turns out might have some interest in him. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's, it, it's a weird little love triangle moment that they tried to throw into the episode. It was just like, so that's odd. Like, and, I, and, I don't and know again, he very abrupt. Yeah. <laughs>
0: boom it's and then it's and then it's over cuz he goes into his room and i have to say one of the things that i really did like in this episode is i did enjoy the series of sound effects where they think that that he's fooling them cuz he's pretending to be in a haunted house and and then the gruesome crackle and stuff and the scream i thought all right that's pretty good like where does the fooling leave off and the actual screaming of the guy pick up and then they can't get into his room and i thought this was a moment where i thought that the that the episode was going to write itself it didn't but this is that that i had a lot more hope right in this in this section here because i thought that was kind of a good setup you know murder death whatever right in front of them so it kicks off their their suspicions they're no no longer clueless about what's going on
1: yeah and they start running uh to go
0: (laughs) up yeah, up of course. Go yeah. up when you're when you when you're running.
1: Yeah, I w- we'll probably run back downstairs to where the doctor might have been. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, they running up was not the best idea. But it does reveal what happened to the first guy.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. the The first guy is uh, well, we'll we'll get there because there is this downstairs uh, thing where there's there's more knock knocking. There's a lot of knock knocking in this point, which is the name of the episode, right? And 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 I actually. I will complain a little bit more, which is for an episode called knock, knock, uh, the knocking in the episode and the, they're in the wood and all of that. It it felt very like just painted on, like we need a, we need a a hook. We need a scary element. And so we'll have it be that sometimes when you knock, there are knocks that come from inside. Um, I don't feel like the story really supports how that makes sense. Um, it, 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 I don't know if you get what I'm saying. It's, it, it feels like it didn't feel like a natural part of the story. It felt like they, a, a simplification to, to create a thing that they can point to and say, oh, it's scary. Cause they, they knock on wood a lot and then they put it in the title of the episode, but it didn't, it didn't feel, you know, like blink it, it, The whole episode is about that, but this knock knock, it just, it felt like it was just a tossed in. Element of various sorts of wood f- wood fears <laughs> are there wood yeah. fears I guess I don't know
1: well, what uh, what I kept expecting though uh, was that there would be a knock knock who's there joke or something yeah you know? sure because you know the name of the show but we uh, couldn't
0: we we went we went a good like ten seconds before doing that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but there was, there was it was a total missed opportunity. It didn't it didn't occur once.
0: Well, uh, and, but, and I yeah. kind of expected that slowdown thing, right, where you knock and they knock back, and everybody goes <gasps> right, and it's super yeah. scary and all that. And instead, it was like, no, it's like knock knock, and then there's some knocks around in the surround sound mix, and you're like, okay, there's there's knocks and creaks in the house. And oh.
1: I, I think they relied too much as well on the the sound mix because. There are some times where they just have the, the wide shot of them in the hallway, and they're looking at the door, and then they look over at a bookcase, and then they look behind them, and it, and you're supposed to believe that they're hearing the noises through these different things. I think they should have just cut to the other objects and had the the noise uh it was sort of a weird choice to just stare at these people staring at different parts of the hallway so it's interesting (laughs)
0: you mentioned that from a technical perspective i think they were intending to have this be a sound showcase so there is so in 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 a 5.1 mix the sounds are coming kind of from all over and they put on iplayer apparently right after the episode aired a binaural mix where basically if you put in headphones um, it's all mixed so that it's got lots of different uh, positioning. And, and, and I, I, I've got to think that they actually made the decision to have the, the, the single shot so that they could have um, they could have the, the big shot with everything going on and then have the audio move rather than having the visuals move because if the visuals move, then the audio would just be full center, right? Because right. the uh, th- the the theory there is that the audio tracks the visuals, your head is where the camera is. And so it sounds like in order to do this, like, wacky sound stuff they wanted to do, they refrained from moving that shot. That's...
1: The only problem with that is almost everyone has two or 2.1, you know, surround sound. So yeah. that, that yep. means there's left and right. <laughs> yep.
0: Which yep. is
1: how I saw it. And it was left and right. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah so that's that's the so it's an interesting decision on their part i wonder if there was some sort of like bbc binaural stereo recording initiative or (laughs) or something where they're like
1: memo from the head of the bbc get an extra
0: five thousand pounds if you do a binaural version maybe it's possible it wouldn't it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility downstairs the doctor um makes a joke about playing with quincy jones which i i thought was cool um And, uh, I like the fact that the door has become not a door and, and they're all sealed. I thought it was kind of creepy. The windows are all closing and I thought it was kind of creepy that the girl, uh, actually gets out the window. Um, but she just dies outside. Uh, I thought it was interesting that somebody escaped, but she didn't really escape. She just dies and gets all crackled outdoors instead. Um, and then go ahead.
1: I gotta ask a logical question. If you ran out of a house where all of the doors and shutters and everything closed for no reason, would you stop 10 feet from the house and call the police or would you keep running down the street first?
0: I mean, I might, if I saw something spectacular like... like you know, all of them closing and and things like that, I might be momentarily awed by the strange things that were happening and get up maybe a false sense of security out there. But I do think you're right that you probably be scared to death and run as fast as you can as far away as you can. But yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't do that. Pa- Upstairs, by the way, Pavel has been found at this point. He is kind of like half sucked into the wood to, at which point I was also reminded of flatline, which is an episode that I really liked, which has people on walls as like paintings and things like that. Cause they've been flatlined. They've been, cr- their dimensions have been crushed. Um, and so it reminded me of that a little bit, but the, our friend, the landlord comes in and lifts the needle on the record player in order to make Pavel officially get digested into the wood.
1: Yeah. And, uh, this of course is the i don't know second or third clue if you depending on how many times you want to count the the tuning fork
0: thing yeah or the the sound um but i'm not sure i understand how the sound works though like the sound controls them and calls them but also if there's sound like the skipping record it stops them i don't i don't i'm not sure i understood i understood that i'm not you know it's one of those things that they may have explained it but i'm not sure i understand it anyway the logical consistency of of that but again i probably the the, the this did not cast a spell over me so no. so <laughs> at that point i'm like i don't understand why the needle makes any difference and why that would be something that would keep him there other than that it would be cool to have him half digested so we could see that as a cool effect and it then
1: didn't he have some some line about like uh, the the something about giving people hope or the cruelty of hope or something? I, I can't remember what it was before he lifted after he lifted the needle. Yeah,
0: something so suitably villainous that I I don't think actually makes sense in the, no. once once we. I mean, he's he's awfully villainous for somebody who's just a son who's trying to keep his mother alive. Mm-hmm. Like he seems to be enjoying it a little bit too much, if you ask me.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the only time he gets to hang out with people every twenty years when he
0: kills a bunch of college students. Yeah. So yeah, it's a tough life. It's true. Um, the doctor th- thinks there may be tree spirits or or something like that, or dryads. He start, he thinks it's wood related in some way, which I guess it is because then there are bugs, and and he says they've got to be alien, but there's just lots of bugs. So it's a yeah. it, this is your Doctor Who. What's really behind it? Alien bugs.
1: Yeah. Um, I I didn't enjoy his his momentary speculation about the wood nymphs. Um, because obviously it wasn't going to be that. Because yeah. uh I, I think Stephen Moffat has said several times. You know, it can't just be a ghost or whatever. Like it has to
0: actually it has to be, be an alien something. monster. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so it's it was an alien monster, and uh, that was unfortunate. Um, oh.
0: Which brings up another episode that this is reminiscent of, which is Hyde, Another yeah. one of my favorites. Actually, I like a lot of that episode, where which there's a haunted house and a, and uh, it turns out to be a, a an alien. Well, I mean, the ghost isn't an alien. The ghost is an astronaut, but the haunting is actually caused by a sad alien. So
1: yeah, that's, that's that Matt Smith episode. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Yep. I forgot the name of it too. Hyde <laughs> set in the seventies. That's the reason I love it is the good, good guest cast. And, uh, it looks great cause it's very yellowy goldy, you know, 1970s style and, and the, and the, the, the grading of it. And there's, I, I, I like that about it at all. It feels like a, a document, a lost document from some BBC series from the seventies that Doctor Who has just dropped into. But, um, so it reminded me of that too. But again, that's an episode I like way more than I liked this episode. So mm-hmm. bugs, bugs, uh, there's a, uh, there's a cupboard that's actually an elevator. So that was, uh, that was there. It, it, it was, you know, they go, they take a ride, they go down in the basement, I guess, um, and find six old boxes from 1997. It turns out every 20 years, they, uh, they eat some more kids, the wood bugs.
1: Yeah, that doesn't ever get explained exactly. Um, yeah, I... 20.
0: <laughs> and, and again, I, I thought, going in, knowing that there was bugs, I thought, oh, are these like a locusts or something, that they come out they re, to reproduce every 20 years and they need something. But that's not it. It's just that apparently he needs to feed her every 20 years so that she stays, so that the his mom, the wood lady, stays okay. Um,
1: I don't know how he knew that, though, because... It doesn't, I don't know. It's never none of none of the things about how he figured out how the bugs work are ever explained. Um, he just finds them in the the, the garden and then uh, learns to use the tuning fork to do these things to control it. Um, but uh, how he gets the download on the specifics of exactly six people, <laughs> exactly twenty
0: years, I, I don't know. I don't need. All the details, but what I do need is a picture painted that seems consistent enough that I'm willing to accept that the details would make sense. And in this, I just, I, I at no point felt like I had confidence that this made sense. And so I wasn't able to go with it because I just didn't think that it, it there was, it, it was like not a problem to be solved. It was more just an, a, a, an answer to be revealed at the end that it yeah. didn't really hang it wasn't something that you could you could fit together from the information they just made a bunch of stuff up about bugs and then at the end said oh it's actually this the end and it didn't you know it didn't hang together for me at all cuz i do find i mean we're at the, we're basically at the end all the other thing about this is that in the end what happened in this episode is like people screamed and ran around and seemed to die and then and then the doctor gets brought up to the tower where there's a wood lady who um you know and the doctor realizes that since the since the caretaker or the, the landlord is human then he must be her son not her father because he's aged and it's been yeah. seventy years or whatever. Um
1: but that was after Bill's prompting um which is a good moment right. from Bill I thought
0: yeah bill i have no complaints about bill mm-hmm. i think she's i think i like how she she figures out how to get into the tower she's pulling the books to get the bookshelf thing to I like, I like turn she around says, she says uh, indiana
1: jones yeah <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and uh and all of that so they 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 figure it out um and then she can so but he's like no and he gets the tuning fork he's like i'm going to have them i'm going to have them die cuz you need to live and then she, and then the wood lady is like no and she control i guess she can control the bugs with her hands
1: yeah that was sudden um because she 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 uh seemed to have impaired faculties in regard yes. to understanding who she was and the world she was in uh, as well as who the other people would be around her. Um, uh, especially when she comes out from, uh, at first from behind the screen and she's right. so scared and uh, there's the bug on her face and she doesn't understand. She she can't perceive, I guess, it right. or something or doesn't understand what's happening. Uh, but then all of a sudden after that talking to, all of a sudden she's like, oh, I control bugs. And it's like, okay. <laughs>
0: so, and, and let me yeah. let, let me just, I'm going to try to bring it together here again. So there, there's there's a, a, a woman who's dying And her son finds bugs that do something to her that keep her alive. And I guess maybe eat other people. And then in this episode, what he's done is he's got, he's brought six new college students back to the house. They're consumed by the bugs who send them into the wood of the house, which somehow having their form or energy inside the wood that makes up the house, that somehow feeds her or feeds the bugs who feed her the i when i try to think about like how these things are connected i just i shrug and i'm like i i still don't think it makes sense i still don't they're in the they're in the house they're in the wood does not square at all with this wood lady up in the tower so yeah i mean i go ahead
1: uh, i was gonna say i i don't know if it was cut or anything but uh, for a time because i was watching the bbc america version but um there wasn't the sonic screwdriver doesn't work on wood scene um or explanation no no at any point
0: and these yeah. are bugs controlled by sound and he has a sonic screwdriver
1: yeah i it's weird
0: yeah i was i was surprised about that too even if it I mean, doesn't work on wood it works on bugs right
1: Presumably. I mean he got to use it as a flashlight um, yeah. in this episode. So that was that was something. It
0: totally works as a flashlight. <laughs> There's they um they, she opens the uh the curtains to reveal that they um that the Disneyland fireworks are going off, so that was that was good timing.
1: That was that was an odd moment. Um it's just like, oh do you even you know, when was the last time you opened those shutters and they, they opened just in time to the park festival thing that, yeah. that one guy had said in like the first or second act, uh, uh yep. like, uh, like one little line. It's like, cause at first I was like, why are there fireworks? And it's like, Oh, right. That, that thing he said. Um, and it's just like, uh, that's, that's kind of weak actually.
0: Well, just, th- just think you could have been watching fireworks every night from this window. Well, not really, but, uh, yeah. you could have seen something out there that was, Yeah. I don't know. Again, if you're in a better mood, you look at that maybe it's magic, all oh, magical and you know and and metaphorical and all that cuz that's life, you know, life's got lots of interesting things you need to explore to live your life. But even the people that I saw commenting on this episode saying they liked it all kind of said that the ending was rather abrupt and all that and um it's true. It's not it's the ending is not the strong point of this episode because it's literally she takes she controls the bugs, which she can apparently do now. They the bugs swarm over her and her son, um, consuming them back into the wood. I guess again, whatever that means. At which point, all of the other people, the six college students, are like restored. They're they're spat back out of the wood by the bugs, which apparently they were. And you know what? I was like, all right, well, it's Doctor Who. You don't want to scare anyone. You don't have all these nice people dead. So you bring them all back at the end. I don't love it. I wish that they wouldn't do that all the time, but they do it here. What really disappointed me is I thought it would be really funny if a bu- if, if six people dressed like they're from the 80s and, or yeah. from the 90s and the 70s and the 50s, mm-hmm. if those people also got spat out. Because that would be to me that would be really funny. Like, oh, and they refunded all of our teenagers, but it didn't happen.
1: <laughs> that, I mean, I, I could understand. Wow, maybe they're you know so much time has passed that they're no longer right.
0: They've been fully digested
1: by the yeah. Whereas wood these bugs. people are you know they're fresh, f- freshly consumed. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yes, that would have been entertaining. I also don't understand what the point of consuming them was. Uh, exactly consuming the the mother and son um i don't understand what that accomplishes really uh especially killing her son that that seemed weird i mean i i could understand how he, he can't exactly take him to the police officers and be like uh so this guy has been uh systematically murdering people over the years and we have no evidence of it at all but uh but yeah he's guilty or something but uh instead uh justice is exacted on behalf of the audience by having the mother killed the son here in the scene is this is a little strange. Um, Cause there doesn't seem to be any reason. It's not like his death will restore additional people. Um, but maybe that's supposed to be the head cannon that we're supposed to believe that uh, the, whatever energy has been depleted from the uh, five people who have been eaten by the house so far can be restored by destroying themselves. I have no idea. Um, but I also don't understand why the house disintegrates either. Um, or where the bugs would go because no one seems to talk about that part at the end.
0: Um, but yeah, yep. Yep. I, I, again, I, I tried lightly to, uh, get some logic into it and couldn't, and you know what? Lots of Doctor Who stories don't involve logic, but there's something about this episode that I never bought anything that, that that was happening i mean i was i was okay for the explanations but the explanations i got were not satisfying and so in the end i just it just seems like nonsense to me like yeah, it they, just, it, oh, sorry go ahead no i mean i like just it's a little bit of a runaround where they had a menu a menu of items they wanted to see in an episode and then they did some hand waving to get it to to um Conform to the shape of a plot, but I don't feel like anything actually connects.
1: No, yeah, I agree. Uh, the, it, it does feel like they wanted to have this scary, spooky stuff, this haunted house, yeah. creepy guy, and then the the scene at the end um, where there's a complicated relationship between a mother and a son, uh, supposedly a father at the beginning, but uh, that all feels entirely disjointed and it doesn't build. Um, from one thing to the next really Uh, he mentions his daughter that he you know protects at the beginning of the episode but it doesn't make it feel any more linked to what happens at the end or the reveal that it's actually you know that he's the son or anything right yeah
0: yeah i mean i like i like the style of it i like the look of the you know the haunted house itself and i like some of the you know, creepy death stuff. Um, especially the one guy with all the so many sound effects of of murderous things happening to him. But uh, yeah, the concept didn't just didn't didn't do it for me And the end. Is um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I've seen it before, <laughs> and that it it was more powerful when it was tied in, like in like in uh, the Empty Child. Like it really. You have more time to really feel about what's going on that there's the the monster and the and the parent and and that it's all just a misunderstanding and love can conquer all and bring back all the dead people is 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 strong, but here it's just abrupt, and I don't see the logic and it it yeah it's a tough one it just, yeah. it just it just it it i got why I was supposed to like it, but I felt like they weren't doing enough work to make me care this episode needed more nanogenes yeah we, we, most episodes do they could most episodes could use more nanogenes at the very end um we're back in the vault for more story arc uh memory rebuilding in this case, we learn uh, Nardole gets kicked out by the doctor the doctor's brought Mexican food, apparently not Chinese, which he was hankering for in the in the house and the the person in the vault is playing the piano. And the doctor, we reveal that the doctor can go in the vault and visit with the person and gave them the piano and now is going to bring in the Mexican food and says, you know, I know you're stuck here. I'm stuck here, too. You know, we might as well, you know, spend some time together or whatever it is. We're both in this together. And uh, so it's more hints about who might be the person in the vault. Uh, and that's the end of the episode.
1: Yeah, the strongest hint was the, oh, there was the, you know, what was he? What did he say? Six teenagers that were in danger, or yeah, five, five that were eaten. Um, yeah, and then that's that's when the music starts back up again, and the in the convincing to let him in. Um, so that's, I think, perhaps a clue. Yeah, I I think it might be a certain person but uh, are we are we openly saying that i know that well, uh, there was some speculation in earlier episodes i, I think
0: I this is yeah i think i think yeah. since we don't know anything <laughs> i'm yeah. kind of okay speculating I, I should say for those who are still here uh, my mondas speculation last time was proven wrong because there are a couple references that that uh, are made by Bill to the word Earth, which suggests that they're not just carefully steering her around the word Earth to reveal that she's not from Earth, but the Earth's twin planet, Amandas. So so much for that tinfoil hat. Take your tinfoil, put it in the recycle bin. It's not gonna work. But take take your tinfoil and put it on your Cyberman. So and I've been thinking I've been thinking that the doctor is in the vault all along. Like the Doctor something related to the regeneration. But with that line about people being in peril and all of that, and I also have a moment uh, where I thought to myself, the vault could also arguably be a TARDIS because it's a it's a box, right? And there's somebody inside it, so it could very easily be bigger on the inside. And I start to think maybe it's just the Master's TARDIS, whether it's Missy's or the John Sim Master or whoever. Maybe that's what it is. So now I'm now I've got another, you know, with the Mondas scheme on the on the outs. That's my new. Uh, conspiracy theory is that it's the master. It's not just the master in there, but this is like a locked up master's TARDIS. That's what okay. I think. What do you think? Uh, I
1: hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't gone that far to it being a TARDIS. Uh, but, but yes, I, I had also thought it was probably the master. Um, I wasn't sure. Uh, of course, what? I'm still not. hundred percent sure because maybe he just wants you to think it's the master. Yeah, maybe it's it's secretly the first Doctor. Um, but, could, but could anyway, be, or or
0: the or the thirteenth Doctor. Ah. probably not yeah i don't know um yeah it's not it's a guy named joe joe Steele. (laughs) hey let me out Be interesting i learned to play i've been in here so long i learned to play the piano that's what (laughs) that's what it's going to be i think at least the doctor brings in food for, for for that for that uh the person in the vault i did though have that tardis moment where i'm like how do we know that that's not a Tardis that the you know cuz it's keeping somebody locked up in a small space is not very nice but what if it's not a small space It's awfully very bright I got to say it's very bright in there Yes it That's is. speaking of things that that appear recycled in this season this is so very pandorica that it's a little bit uncomfortable <laughs> to me that it's like I know but didn't we do the who's in the box Yeah back 5 years ago but here we are again who's in the box yeah oh, wow. so much recycling yeah there's a lot uh, you know i i don't mind the remixing of it but every now and then i have that like this feels awfully familiar so again i i think i think conventional wisdom is that stephen moffat wasn't intending to come back for this season but because of the availability of his replacement he was asked to do one more year and so I, sometimes I wonder if this is the well the hell with it year <laughs> where he's remixing stuff that he wants to see again or try again. He's just you know he he's he's maybe being you know a little sloppier and a little more loosey goosey. No, Stephen Moffat's not a sloppy person. It's going to be I'm sure everything's going to be connected to everything else in the end. But it is I wonder if he's just kind of going over the finish line because I would say that the plots have not been the highlight this entire season. It's really been the character stuff. And I love the character stuff with Bill and the doctor. I, I, quite frankly, I think that's been a triumph of the show, but the the stories, you know, have kind of not been the point, which is good. And in this episode, it's definitely not worth the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think, part of it is there are a couple character moments in this one, but definitely not as much as in smile or in, I agree. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it, so it can't really carry the episode on the, the strength of their interactions, especially since they spend uh part of the episode separated um, and working with two other people to talk right. to that we don't know. And they don't really seem to build any character with those, those other people that they get paired with.
0: Yeah. So, Yeah. Well, oh well. Next week is Jamie Matheson, who I really like, who did um, Mummy on the Orient Express and Flatline a couple years mm-hmm. ago, and he co-wrote an episode of Stephen Moffat last year. So, I like his work, and I'm looking forward to that. It's Oxygen, which is next week, where there's spacesuits and people dying, and there's zombies in spacesuits and stuff, which is like the Silence in the Library episode, but again... <laughs> Or a Scooby Doo episode, quite frankly. Uh, yeah. But uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. But this one, oh well, you can't win them all. I, yeah. I, you know, thumbs up to those people who enjoyed the enjoyed it and got into the the horror feel and all of that. Um, I wish I could join you, but I can't. It didn't. It just didn't go for me. This one didn't. I don't hate. There are Doctor Who episodes where I end up being like, boy, I hated that episode. It's like I didn't hate this episode, but it didn't do anything for me either. So that's just a big shrug. Yeah, it's a it's a very mediocre feeling. Yeah. Oh well. Better mm-hmm. luck next week. Yeah. Well well Joe, um thanks for for being here to support me in this hour of trouble so that I wasn't the person bringing I wasn't captain bringdown to the other people on the podcast instead we just got to kind of share our sorrow together.
1: Yeah, co-captain's down.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right you can be admiral bring down <laughs> <laughs> thank you and i'll yes. be uh I'll, I'll be uh general bring down we'll do it uh. that way i'm I'm in the bring down army apparently <laughs> all right well thanks to everybody out there for listening those who are still here you hardy ones who were happy to listen to us beat at this episode and why we didn't like it so much um next onward to next week and oxygen i'll bring my spacesuit but until then thank you for listening to the Doctor Who Flashcast and Joe Steele. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody.
1: <laughs> Doctor Who Flashcast on the incomparable